I'm Jake Cornell. I'm a comedian in New York City, and for the past 10 years, I've been living and breathing the restaurant industry. This is a show where I'll be talking to comedians, actors, bartenders, chefs, and restaurant owners about all things going out. We'll talk about restaurants, bars, staying in, drinking, not drinking, and whatever else we want. This is Going Out with Jake Cornell. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Going Out with Jake Cornell. I am Jake Cornell, and and in a atypical twist, I am not with Katie Brown today. Um, I am alone because it is, you know, the weekend weekend after Thanksgiving, and Katie is with her family, and I have been with mine, and I'm back in New York, and it just was like, let's do a quick and easy one, let everyone have their vacation. Um, So I'm sitting alone on my couch right now recording this. Um, I feel like I, I'm not used to recording, like recording this quiet, like at night in my own apartment. And like, I feel like I have very like NPR voice right now. This is not typical. I feel crazy <laughs> recording this. Um, but I thank you all for being here. I hope you had wonderful Thanksgivings. Um, I had a great one. Really can't complain overall. Really, really lovely. You know, like, solid food, solid food. We did a lot of, like, it was a real hodgepodge this year. I was, it was my mom's side of the family, and we don't necessarily have, like, a family cook who, like, makes everything. We often get it catered, which I always feel like makes it sound so luxurious. Like, we get it catered, but it's really just, like, you do the math of how much you spend on the ingredients, and then it's, like, not that much more to be, like, let's just pick up the full dishes from, like, a restaurant or something. Let me be clear. We're picking up. I do... I don't want to sound judgmental. I didn't, I really didn't realize that people go to restaurants for their Thanksgiving dinners, like as guests, like sit down, have your Thanksgiving dinner at a restaurant until I moved to New York and worked Thanksgiving, like served those people. And was like this, I, it was like truly like mind blowing to me. I didn't know it was like legal. If you are someone whose family has done that and you like loved the experience and it's like actually meaningful to you, literally like right into the show, I don't know what that would look like. I guess that would mean DMing me on Instagram. I want to talk to you about it. I find it so fascinating. Like, I feel like so intrinsic to like how I experience Thanksgiving is like drinking wine in the house all day. Not even just drinking wine, just like hanging out in the house all day while like everyone's like, I don't know, like mishmashing around. And then there's like some vague cooking or like in the case of this year with my family, like reheating like bought food. I don't know. It's just an interesting sort of, it, w- it was an interesting Thanksgiving for sure. But I do want to talk to someone who's, whose family does restaurant Thanksgiving. I'm so, so curious about it. Um, but yeah, overall a solid, I saw literally like none of the parade. I will say that I saw literally none of the parade because I had like family errands drawn in the morning and just like the parade got missed. Um, so we feel bad about that. Cause I do feel that that is like intrinsic to the holiday. A lot of people showed up. I feel like I was seeing a lot of coverage of the dog show this year. And that's not typical, I feel. I I know that the dog show happens every year, but I feel like really everyone went in on the dog show this year in a way that I have not experienced in years past. Okay. I We all just went through this, thing, this like, godforsaken holiday about, like, colonialism. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Um, I will be back with Katie next week, and it's going to be absolutely gorgeous. But in the meantime, today's guest is literally one of my favorite people that I have ever known that has ever walked this earth. He is... 
genuinely one of the funniest people I have ever seen on stage and ever known in my life. He kills me. He is so good. He is so pure. He is so funny. He is so talented. Um, he has his solo show is returning to. I should have looked this up before I started recording this. So you guys are just going to listen live while I look up the exact date because I know it's happening at Union Hall in January. And I know that because I have tickets. So you can come see me there just standing in the audience watching the show if you want. I'm feeling like it's the 12th. I'm feeling like Richard's show is the 12th. Let's look at the Union Hall calendar. I have it pulled up. I'm scrolling. It jumps right to February. How did that happen? No, I'm right. Okay, it's January 12th. So on January 12th, his show, I Have to Do This, which I've already seen. He did it in Gowanus like last month, and I went and saw it. I've already purchased tickets to see it again. I'm see- Like I repeat, I'm seeing the show twice. This show is so phenomenal. You have to get tickets to the show. Um, he is so talented. This show is so funny. It's so like heartfelt and just good. He His Instagram is an unreal follow. Like he just every day he makes me laugh. Um, so go follow him on Instagram, buy tickets to his show, January 12th at Union Hall. Please enjoy me going out with Richard Perez. Should we try to make each other cry? Yeah, it's definitely, are we recording? Yeah, I think we should, this should be the episode where we both cry. So <laughs> Going out. I feel alone. Did you? Oh my God, wait, did you just see what happened? Yeah, yeah. I, something happened with my nose when I snorted and it like hurts in my are eye now. It like, so I just like blew a capillary in my head. Um, your eyes are getting watery. Okay. Okay, you're halfway there. Okay, I'm going to try to catch up. Is this fun for the listener? Like us just silence <laughs> trying to cry. Is this fun for the listener? Do you think? Start like kicking each other in the shins. <laughs> um... I saw Kate Blanchett did hot ones and she said like one of an actor told her that like a good trick if you ever need to cry on stage is to turn your like walk up stage and pull a nose hair out. And I was like, that's genius. That is genius. Did you ever try to tweeze a nose hair? Yes. Uh, it's psychotic. Why are they attached to your soul? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I catch myself. I pick my nose so much more than I know. Like I play with my nose a lot. Oh. Like when I'm like, and I'll catch like if I notice someone like we lock eyes like on the train and you're or like, like, oh, I'm like touching my brain. I'm like I'm playing with my brain. Yeah, I'm playing <laughs> with my nose, and I'm like either picking it or I don't know, like smelling a lot, yeah. like my fingers. But then well, I'm the tweezing like, my. That's the thing myself. is like I touch my nose a lot too, but it's not like this is gross. But it's not like I'm like digging for boogers. It's like I'm just yeah, like yeah, you're just itching like, or like touching. I don't like I just like touch my face a lot. I'm yeah. like in high school, like when I went through my period of I didn't have like horrible acne at any point in my life. Knock on literal wood. Yeah, but like. Um, but like I did have like the normal teenage acne and I remember someone was like, it really helps to not touch your face. And I was like, impossible. I'm literally touching my face at all times. Like, I don't know who I am if I'm not touching my face. Yeah. Me neither. Do you feel that way? I touch my face constantly. constantly. It was also really hard working in restaurants because people were like, don't touch your face. And I was like, okay, ba- like this is who I am. Yeah. And I, um, I don't know. It's like, it's also like a nervous tick. Or something. Yeah. Too. Like, I don't know. I I think I touch my face almost more or something if I'm like thinking a lot. I used to have this like nervous tick and it's actually started relapsing recently. I think because I've been looking at my phone too much, but I used to be really nervous that I was going cross-eyed, like that my eyes were like losing direction. And so I would, so I would like always close my eyes and then like do this and then like put my finger on either side of my cornea so I could like feel that they were like aligned. And I would like do that a lot. And I caught myself doing it at the gym the other day and I was like, you're in public stop. Like, but like, <laughs> it was just like yes. a nervous, like little tick I used to do. Or like, also like, if you ever just like done like this with your nose, like run it down the cartilage, mm-hmm. that one's very soothing to me. Yeah. 
Um, I remember when I, you know, I went to school for photography. Absolutely. And um, a trick we learned, I don't even remember what it applied. It's something with the dark room. Okay. And film, the plant. What was it? Basically, like, your nose grease, like, yeah. helps cover, um, like, uh, spots or cracks, like, in your film when oh. you're trying to make a print. So there's, like, less, like, I don't know, there's, like, scratches. Inevitably, there's going to be, like, scratches on the negative. Right. So if your nose grease can help, like, cover that up. Something along wow. those lines. Wow. I think about that all the time as I'm, like, picking, playing with my nose, touching it, whatever. Which is your photographer. It's about photography. Do you, okay, <laughs> as someone who's only done photography a little bit, do you find, like, photography dark rooms incredibly erotic? Yeah, they're, I miss it, it. They're a deeply sexual space. It's so, so sexual. <laughs> what is, is it just that it's dark? I guess it's not it's that original. Dark. Thought. Well, no, it's dark. The it's red, red light. It's red. It smells. It smells. It'd be dangerous if you fuck in there because there's like acid pools. There's yeah. There's like chemicals that will never leave your body <laughs> that you're like playing with, dipping around, splashing, <laughs> and like I don't know. It's um, and also like it's it's so. I miss dark rooms. Like I miss. Did your high school have a dark room? We did actually. Like we had a the, dark room like, too. And I remember like going in there and being like, "It's psycho. They're letting us do this." Like I could not. Yeah. Believe. I was like, "The teachers just like letting us do this is crazy." Nothing ever. Like literally nothing ever happened. Literally nothing ever happened. But but it is. Cra that's crazy. Yeah, it feels like you're in Berlin, and I was just in like Clarendon, Vermont. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait. Um. So. <laughs> Seeing a picture come to life is really, really beautiful. <laughs> I just wanted to I just wanted to get that off of my chest. No, that's <laughs> wait, what does that mean to you seeing a picture come to life? Is that the moment the, you take the photo? No, no, when you put, oh, put it the in the print in the solution in the dark room, in the red, red room. Yeah. When you see the picture start to appear from the solution. That part is incredible. That's magic, yeah. I'm yeah. like I'm literally doing like spells or something. I mean, because when you do film <laughs> photography, that's the first moment you see the image too, right? That's like the you, first time you see it. That's powerful. Yeah. Or in that way. Yeah. Yeah. This I sounds like it. so annoying and hipster, but digital is kind of whack. Like doing the film process is like really ritualistic in a beautiful way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever do digital or were you always film? I was always in school. Like, I mean, I did do digital for sure. Like just it, you can't, I mean, it's so, it's so expensive to. Right. Shoot, digital, but I don't know. I feel like most of the things that I was working on that were like really, really precious to me. Then oh, I don't know. Invested in film, right? For it, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. So we are we are good friends. I know you. So okay. like, but just to relate to the listener, you're from Jersey. You went to Pratt Parsons. I will never not know if someone went to Pratt or Parsons. You went to Pratt though. I went Pratt's there. in Brooklyn. Parsons mm -hmm. is in Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. Great. You Somewhere went to Pratt. near here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, duh, 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 duh. You went to Pratt. So you've been in like the New York greater area for a long time. Yeah. 11 years. Obsessed. Where, what did, what, like over the years, what has in also childhood in, in Jersey, mm -hmm. what like does going out meant to you in those different moments and times? Like, wait, 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 from like, like restaurants as a kid all the way up through like where we are now. Okay. Restaurants as a kid in New Jersey. I grew up in central Jersey. Restaurants there, um, well, you know, it was very, um, like where, where the town I grew up in was like a really, it was so small. It was like a mile radius. You can walk the whole thing. 
obsessed. And so I loved doing that, bringing my Walkman headphones. I'd walk everywhere. And then I lived right off of Main Street, which was like the downtown area. And like, I was like a downtown kid (laughs) for my my town. And I would walk up and down and there was a bunch of little restaurants like sushi and like a pizzeria and Dunkin' Donuts. I don't know. It was like a mix of like mom and pop and franchise. Uh I I don't know. So I definitely would... Uh, I feel like like looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, like, cause I love dining out alone a lot. Yeah. And I feel like I got kind of used to that, like young, having access to that so young. Like, that is really special. That I feel like that's really special. And not a lot of people have that experience. Cause was your family doing the restaurant moment or was it mostly? No, we barely ever ate out okay. as like a family. So it was like a thing you really found on your own. Yeah. That's unique. I feel like that's not like most of the people I've interviewed for this show. Like that's not their entry point. And I love that. Cause like I worked at Panera Bread. It was my first job ever. Queer journey. And that changed my life. Powerful. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> it, how did it change your life? Cause like, well, I mean, I think like, I just remember like starting to work there and I felt like I was like in on something that I didn't have access to or something. I don't know. Like I was like, Oh, like this is culture. Like this is like smart, like cool. Like this is sophisticated. Yeah. And like, I'm going to be a part of this. And I thought it was like fancy. I thought it was like expensive. Oh, in my mind when I was and, younger, like, I was, was like, right? Panera was luxury. Panera yeah. was true luxury. Cause also Panera wasn't available in Vermont at the time. So like, that was like when I went to like a more metropolitan area, I was like, <gasps> There's a Panera. And uh, to me, pa- Panera was true. Like academia, like Yale was Panera. Yes. Yes. Y- you know what I mean? Like <laughs> truly Yale was Panera. Yeah, truly. And, and I just, I feel like uh, <laughs> working there, I, I just remember having a thought that was like, I want to one day like be someone who goes here with ease. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're like one day I'm going to work, like, oh, my, work my way up the ladder and be on the other side of the counter yeah. of Panera. Yeah. I get that. I remember <laughs> it like. Came true. <laughs> it came true. The Fuji apple chicken salad. Delicious. Is phenomenal. I don't like it with the gorgonzola. I always substitute it with feta and stuff. Okay. I respect people who don't like blue cheese because I do think it's a hard ask, but I love blue cheese. So it's perfect to me, but I respect you. <laughs> The, but the Fuji apple chicken salad is so good. It's so fucking good. And I would get that with um, like the you pick two. I'm trying to think like I usually go for I'll do that Fuji chicken apple salad. No gorgonzola substitute feta. <laughs> and then a bread bowl with creamy tomato soup Ooh. or broccoli cheddar. But if I'm feeling a sandwich, <coughs> I'll do the Italian combo. Okay. Which I don't, I think they still have it. I don't know, but I haven't been in a while. Once I found the Fuji apple chicken salad, I really didn't, I really didn't stray away from it. So I'm not that versed. Like I couldn't tell you what my Panera sandwich is. Cause I think it's been truly years since I've gotten anything other than that salad. And I think they like, I don't know. I just feel like they, they're very panini focused or something. So like, like, panini focused. Yeah. Like they have more options. It seems like in the panini. Salad. And the, the cheddar broccoli bowl has, oh, like cheddar broccoli. Broccoli has always been, it's classic and it's, it's one of the few, I really pride myself on not being a picky eater. I don't like not liking foods. I like Mm, to try to like everything. Me too. Okay. Yeah. See, I get you. The cheddar, (laughs) the cheddar broccoli soup has never been my spiritual calling. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. 
I've always been more of a brothy soup to a creamy Than soup. Cream. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think it's actually truly just like a stomach ache issue maybe, but the cheddar broccoli in the bread bowl has never been my, but the creamy tomato is so, I'm going to swing that way. And I don't judge a cheddar. I'm not like, ew, cheddar broccoli. I'm just like, it's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a creamy tomato. Totally fine. Thank you. Thank you for supporting me. Of course. The creamy tomato. And I was also a huge advocate of just, I loved that you could get the side baguette, the little Mm. side baguette chunk. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that was my favorite part of the meal. Yeah, me too. I love sometimes oh my gosh like I just remember like going on my break I think like looking back they would give us like a discount I don't think they would let us have a full meal that feels very corporate and true (laughs) yeah but anyways I I just remember like there's there would be times where a baguette was like fresh out of the oven and it was warm absolutely sexual do you know what also I really associate with Panera? And I don't know that they still sell this. I feel like I haven't seen this in a long time. Mm-hmm. Do we remember? Wait, can you hear? Do we remember Jones sodas? Yes. The cherry one. I never, I don't think I ever tried it. Truly my like foray into alt culture was drinking like a Jones. Mine was like stocking the fridge with okay. that. The Jones <laughs> soda was really seminal to me. The Jones cherry soda, black cherry it. soda. Do they still, can you Google that? Do Jones's soda still exist? The Jones's black cherry soda was really influential on me. I thought that was so classy. Oh my God, I felt elegant. It was one of those things where like, you know those like little things that you like, this is me expressing my queerness even though I'm not out yet and don't even know that yes. I'm fully queer. Me drinking a Jones black cherry soda was a moment of expressing queer youth. Absolutely. Powerful. Oh, absolutely. They still exist. They still exist. Okay, Wait, I, can you see, I, I just want to see a photo. Work. It's going to be good for my brain. Yes. With these labels, these, and this ties back to the photography moment. <laughs> Why? Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. They would have a black and white picture. Yeah, and they, I think they and were they different were pictures. Really... I'm associate, I'm remembering a hippopotamus. Oh, my God. Yeah. And there was like these a quote. Are, they're moment. like cool pictures. It was, it was very giving like Massachusetts literati like book group that wrote <laughs> soda vibes. I can't really explain it. What are these? Where... These are more, I will say, these are more neon than I remember. These are really neon. And I remember, well, I'm also not seeing the cherry. Okay, it's fine. The blue, I don't trust this as a beverage. This is a little no, much No, that's me. too, that's too, like, that's Gatorade. It's icy blue flavored. I, yeah. I know I would like it, but. <laughs> um, wait, but that's so interesting. Because I kind of feel like my, so my high school job was Ben and Jerry's. Oh, really? Yeah. They did, had, they, oh, wait, I guess Vermont. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. They had a, we like had a, a store. We had a, sco- a scoop shop. I don't think we had one in Jersey, or maybe we did. I don't know. But that sounds so delicious. Oh, I gained like 30 pounds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember getting that job and being, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like I'm part of culture because I don't necessarily think. No, I guess I did think Ben and Jerry's was cool. Yeah, because it was too. like the tie dye shirts, like the cool high school kids worked there, and then I worked there. And I remember the day I like got my, I got the job. I also because like it was like right after I got my license, I like drove there and like went in, and then I was like I remember like walking in to get ice cream, and they were like, "Okay, here's your ice cream," and then I was like. I just like wanted to be there and I was like, oh, I'm like not working. Like I shouldn't be here right now. Like why am I like hanging out at this place I work that oh I, and also God. like no one knew me yet because I hadn't like started working. I was like, <laughs> like I immediately wanted it to be like this place where I could walk in and be like, hey, Rich, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It just like wasn't that yet. It eventually became that. Yeah, community. Yeah. It is funny. I romanticized. I haven't like, before I worked in restaurants and in food for so long, I did really romanticize it. Like when I was a kid, I would mm-hmm. look at waiters, like especially waitresses, and I was like, they are the coolest people in the world. Yeah, I, definitely. I felt that way too. Yeah. Have you ever worked in a restaurant? 
No, not really. No. No. Like currently I work at a coffee shop slash bar. Yeah. So I'm like, but I'm not like, I'm just like at the counter, like, Hey, I'll no, but the barista is so chic. Yeah. There it's sexual. You find barista sexual. Yeah. In what way? I just feel like there's, um, I just sense tension sometimes. With some customers. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. I just feel like flirtation or well, I don't know. But then I try to think about like when I'm on the other side and like a barista, I don't know. It's like there's, they know what they're doing and they're so powerful, it, powerful and confident. They're just like, yeah, sure. I'll go make that for you. <laughs> and it's done in like a minute. I guess you also have regular, like I see my baristas really often, like more so than like a bartender. Like, cause if you see, like, yeah. a, your, if you see your bartender every day, it's an issue. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're that's, seeing your barista every day, it's like, that's just like part yeah, of like, your ritual. Right. It's part of your routine. Wow. Like, oh, I've like, never really thought about that. So there is a sexuality to baristaing in that way that is powerful. Hey, good morning. You're going to have the usual morning. when I remember someone's order. Sexual. I'm like sexual. And also I'm the most thoughtful person in the, <laughs> in the world. Like, have, like <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. That's really. Having a Cortado again? This one's on me today. Uh, yeah, wow. and, got, and I love saying that. I'm like, it's on, it's on, it's on us. I don't know if I'm confident enough to be like me, but I'm like, it's on us. Well, <laughs> if you say this is on me, now we've said then, the words then, on me, yeah. so it's getting really <laughs> sexual at that point. It's getting yeah, yeah, really yeah. And I'm like, sexual. Now I'm like sweating. I'm like getting nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Think about what happens next. Do you want it hot today? Do you want it hot? Yeah. Do you want, want it hot? Ask, now that we're in the transition to like cold, <laughs> I'm asking that hand. a lot. Do you want it hot? Do you want it hot or cold? <laughs> Do you want, Do you want it iced or hot today? And they look me right in the eye, hot. And they spit on you. And then, uh, yeah. And then I'm, I wipe it and I'm like, okay, okay, thank you. Like, and then I run it over and, and quickly make the cortado or whatever they asked. Cortado is a hot order. Can I say that? I like the word a lot. Cortado, cortado. is, yeah. Yeah. Cortado. It's not actually the beverage I <laughs> but want. it's a little bit it's of milk. too small. Yeah, yeah. I want, it's a, it's a I'm a volume thing. queen. Me too. With a beverage. I want the biggest beverage I can get. Mm-hmm. Um... What's your coffee order? Cold brew black. Yeah. I will say, and this is so annoying because it's, I, have I talked about this on the podcast yet? That I've recently started drinking hot coffee again and it's not normal for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I've recently sort of been like, like I'm usually ordering cold up until it's like the only time I'll get, I like in previous winters, I would only get hot on a day where I'm like, I actually physically can't hold a cold beverage right yeah. now. It's that cold that it will like fuck up my hand to hold a cold beverage. Otherwise I'm getting cold year round. Right. Me too. But recently I was like, I actually want a hot coffee and it's like not normal for me. Do you, what are your, how long has it been? Since I've been like hot coffee years, 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 years. And I've, I've always preferred cold. And then at some point, I think when I started drinking coffee, I kind of felt like, well, you have to drink the hot stuff. And then like, you can, you can like cycle in some cold. Cause that's like how coffee's supposed to be drank. Uh-huh. And then at some point I was like, let me just like take queer, like, um, autonomy over my coffee life. And like, mm-hmm. I'm drinking cold all the time. And now I'm like, wait, I actually think I want to incorporate some hot. Wow. Do you love it? I think I do. I don't <laughs> like it. I will say it's not the first thing. I think part of it is like, I want to drink cold in the morning. When I wake up, like, I don't want to wake up with like searing hot liquid. It's not my yeah, vibe. Yeah, and it's also the, the number one reason I think is because I want coffee right away and I don't like that you have to wait for it to cool down. Yeah, right. And I'm not trying to be one of those people. When I worked in a breakfast restaurant, I would serve old rich people who literally were so close to death. They could not feel this world. And like they <laughs> needed their coffee so hot. It was crazy. The water would be That's boiling it. and they'd be like, this isn't hot enough. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. That's crazy. I hope it's hotter in hell. Yeah. But like, it's not here. <laughs> like, 
And I just, I don't, that's not what I want coffee wise. Like I do just want like a normal beverage. Um, but I've been enjoying being like, Ooh, like what if I get a little like milk in there? Like, I don't know. It's been fun. Mm. What do you drink? That's sexy. Um, I've been uh, exploring because I've I've been working at this job since March. Was so, this your first time being a barista? Yeah. Okay. And so before I would uh, I was cold brew all year round, absolutely all the time. Like I didn't start drinking coffee until like college. Like I graduated college, I think maybe like my senior Damn. year. I like didn't like it growing up, and then I in more recent. Or I don't know, since starting this job, um, you know, having to learn how to make the drinks, I'm like, oh, ice la- an ice latte. But then I'm like, that's too much milk. And that then, is the thing is you're drinking a lot of milk. And so then now I'm like iced Americano. See, I hate Americanos. Really? I just don't You said like something. That. I remember, I think it was like on your Instagram story or something. You said something about like how, it, like the acidity or something of... Americano. I think like, you were away and uh, at oh, French. Oh yeah, when I was at fucking. In they like Scotland. don't have cold. They don't have cold brew. Okay, so you were like, and I can't get an Americano because it's going to be too. I just don't. I think that like a cold brew is like really delicious, and even like a bad one is like still like drinkable. Mm-hmm. But like, I just find iced Americanos to be like so bitter and like uh, acidic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just am not the biggest. It's just not my vibe. It's like not my vibe. Like I don't. I think that like, cause obviously I think the thing, oh, this is going to sound so pretentious, but it's like, you know, this is barista. Like there's a proper way to like make an espresso. And when you like properly pull espresso, I do think like espresso tastes good. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of times people are just like cranking out shots because like they're there's busy a and there's or, a line yeah. and whatever. And it's like super bitter. And then they're I just see. like throwing it in some water. And I'm like, this is bad tasting bitter coffee that is watered down. Yes. And I love myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not what I want. It's just like not what I want. Yeah, I get, I get like a splash of oat in there. So I think I trick my mind. I'm like, oh, I'm just having a cold yeah, brew. Yeah, the place, <laughs> the coffee shop next, like this coffee shop in the East Village I've been going to, they have twice now pulled on me because I also don't like hot Americanos. They're just like not my vibe. So they've twice now pulled on me where I've ordered a filter coffee. I mean, like, can I get just like a drip coffee? And they're like, yeah. And then they ring me up and they're like, oh my God, I'm sorry, we're out of drips. So we're actually just going to give you an Americano. And I'm like, well, I'm going to call the police, but I'm <laughs> a cab. So instead I'm just like, okay, now I have to put milk in it. Like I need to mellow it out with some milk. Yeah. 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 But that's pretty much it. Wait. Okay. So we entered restaurants through the solo dining journey as a teen. As Panera. a teen, yes. Okay. What did it look like for you going out restaurants, nightlife, when you when you were at Pratt? Um, at Pratt was primarily like, I don't know, because I, I definitely didn't like go out to eat or anything like that. Like right. that much, you know, I had no money. Yeah, we're broke as fuck. Broke as fuck. Like the most, I'd like to outing as far as food the like most adventurous thing would be like we're hungover we're all gonna go to this diner what was the name of it there's one was it not rosaloo no 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 that was that used to be clinton hill or clinton park clinton hill park cafe or something like that okay um back then and um there's like mics on the corner um but then there's another one on dekalb that's like next to brooklyn public house or public Yes, Whatever. yes, yes. I think like now it's, Rom- what's the name? Romans. Romans. I think that used to be, or maybe next door to that, whatever. But we would go there and I feel like that would be like, oh, I'm having a little outing, but totally. But I would mostly just get like takeout. Like, yeah. And uh, there was um, on Myrtle Ave. I think they're still there. Castro's, this like Mexican restaurant. So good. And 
they had like these this like margarita like special or something Top that like us. like when we all turned twenty one we were like okay great <laughs> we're gonna like go there yeah like treat ourselves and like get tacos and margaritas like at that place um, but yeah yeah that's so it's so interesting to me <gasps> wait, wait no tell me I'm just now getting a memory of like going out <clears throat> um, there was a bar that didn't card uh, that was on. Myrtle, that's like no longer there. What was it called? Rope. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Rope. And like they had a pinball machine. They would play. I feel like every time I went in there, they would play Pixies, Where's My Mind. Okay. (laughs) So I feel like that's on repeat. Then they had on Mondays, they had Dollar PBR. Yo. And then so a bunch of us would be there like on a Monday night in the summer. And we would just like, and I just, there's like a picture I remember that I found of me like on Facebook or something where there's like a pyramid of empty PBRs. Yeah. Like oh God, that's so and, college. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm alive. I'm so adventurous. Did you enjoy Pratt like socially? I did. Yeah. You did. Mm-hmm. I loved like going to like, like, I don't know, someone's apartment and just like drinking <laughs> or like, I don't know. Like that was like so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I like, like that now too. Totally. Like I love going to someone's home. Yeah, it's interesting. I I feel like that is like the two kind there's like two different types of people. There's like the intimate home hang crew type and then mm-hmm. there's like the out large like yeah, like out and, out. and I feel like, like I've had both. Yeah, I feel like some people find like I don't know that I necessarily identify with this, but I know I have some friends who something that's really intimate to them is like hanging out with someone and doing nothing. Yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And I find that really fascinating. I don't really experience that personally. Like I do love an activity. Yeah. I love I, I I don't know. Like recently, I went to Fire Island for the first time. Yeah, and if you really I, loved it. You like really I loved it. it. Yeah. yeah, and like I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I was really nervous. Like it checks kind of a lot of boxes of things that like I don't know, typically I don't do. Yeah, in my day to day or like for fun or anything. I don't even know how to swim. So like going there and having downtime with I don't know, it's just like sitting on your on the couch like on your phone. Yeah. With someone and just kind of like talking and then not talking or like giggling, being like, wait, this is so funny. And da da da. I was like, wait, this feels intimate. <laughs> yeah. And I think like others felt that way too. We were all really bonded after that. Sort of becoming incredibly self conscious that I'm running from myself <laughs> and my fear to be around someone doing nothing. But I do just something like, let's play a game. Like, yeah, I, yeah, that yeah. I mean, but that's fun too. Like yeah. that's, that's great to like have an activity. Cause sometimes I feel like I can be, I don't know, some, like when you're really comfortable with someone like not doing anything and it doesn't even have to be like much of a conversation going on and, but you feel comfortable that's, that, that feels so like, I'm like, oh, there's a closeness there. Sure. But then there's times where I feel like sometimes I can be way too like, oh, we're going to get dinner. And then it's like an intense, like two hours of like. What like what's going on? I mean, that's like you and me. I feel like yeah. me, you and I like. I'm like we're gonna sit down at a restaurant and, we're gonna and like talk. make dead eye contact yeah, for like, two hours. Yeah, it's very that. But I love that. That's my. Yeah, I do too. I really, really love that. That's like my ideal. I was literally just texting with my friend Sabrina, who's like a textbook like friend like that, where it's like we're gonna get dinner and we're gonna sit down and we're going to like make direct eye contact for three hours. Yeah, like, and be like, this is how I feel. And the server's gonna be like, are you guys okay? And we'll be like, order, 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 and then like yeah. this, immediately back into it. Yeah, that's like my. That to me is like it's crazy because I. I it's funny because like 
some of my close friends, like that to them, I, they, I think they enjoy it, but it's also like, they have to like truly recharge from that. And that to me is recharging. Yeah. I leave that being like, I'm juiced up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I can feel that way too. Sometimes being in a, being in a large, I feel like I'm getting much more used, more attuned to like what is, cause people would always talk about like the introvert versus extrovert thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I've ever like, I mean, it's like, I'm on a podcast right now and I never shut the fuck up and I'm always out. I'm clearly an extrovert. I know that, (laughs) but I don't know that like people always like, it's weird. Like when you feel like one is where you feel recharged and the other is where you feel drained. And you did it like, and I've always been like, I don't know that I experienced life that way, but I do think I'm getting more and more attuned to it. The older I get. And I do feel like the thing that I know is really draining to me is being in a situation where it's a larger group of people. And I mean, I like anything more than three. Yeah. Mm hmm. And there's an unwillingness to get beyond small talk, like where we have to stay at that oh, level. Oh God, yeah, yeah. That to me, after 15 minutes, I'm like, yeah. I need a nap. Like yeah. I find that so <laughs> draining Yeah, because I do, it's like, I don't know why, but like I literally need to be like, can someone talk about their mom? Like can someone talk about <laughs> trauma? And it's not even like, like I always joke like, oh, I want a shit talk, I want gossip. But it's what I actually want is like, I want to talk about something someone cares about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I can't talk about like, fucking like what we watched on Netflix yesterday. Like I, unless you really care, if you really care, like if that's you care, fine. sure. But like this but. un, this unwillingness, like it's when like people, I've said this before, the way I've like defined it before, I feel like maybe you'll get this when I feel like we're talking and it's just a Twitter. It's oh like, God. it's like looking yeah. at my Twitter timeline. Totally. Like yeah. we're kind of talking about the things I'm seeing on Twitter. Just like boom, 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 boom. So that to me is like having food poisoning while being on fire. Yeah. Like I literally am like, this is hell. Yeah. No. Because what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. How, I mean, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a crazy question, but yeah. But like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. Um, I love when someone's like bad. I will say that when someone's like, I'm not great. I'm like, Thank yeah, you me for- too. Yeah. Especially one-on-one. Well, yeah. If someone yeah. is in a group, I'm like, you're crazy. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it, I like, I just appreciate like an actual conversation I think is my point. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Cause, uh, or at least like when we can get to a place where we're like, uh, cause I feel like I'm overthinking so much. And when I'm, um, in like conversations or I don't know, a, a social environments or something like I just, I really, really, when I look, when I leave like a hangout or something and I look back and I'm like, oh, that flowed. Like I didn't even, it, right, everything just went boom, 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 boom. Like there was no, like, what are we, what am I going to say next or what? Because you don't have to think strategically when you're talking about things you actually care about or that yeah, actually matter like because that like, you're just like so intuition good. like follows it. When you're like trying to navigate these more like high level, like yeah. social dynamics. I'm, I'm exhausted. I, oh my God. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. And I think the people that are really good at that. Demons. Yeah. I actually think demons. <laughs> I'm actually, I think they're demons. I think that, like, demons. and I think that's how demons, like, re- climb the ranks is because they're really good. They, like, really thrive in that space. And then you're like, so, like, how do you feel about this? And they're like, okay, nosy. And I'm like, no, you're a demon. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think, I, I, I really believe in that distinction. Yeah. Where do you like to go out now? What are your, I mean, we have our spots. Yes. I was, gonna, I was thinking on my way here. I was like, I, I mean, I've, this year I've gotten, more into like diners, like a diner kind of hangout. I'm getting big into diners. I just love, 
I don't know. I just, I love hanging out at a diner with someone. It's like, you know, and, and I've tried it with like people that's that. like our first time ever hanging out or like a good friend mm-hmm. and taking them there. Like Rosaloo, I feel like I, is like a go-to spot. I feel like we've gone a, a few times together. Love Rosaloo. Um, I like going there alone or like sometimes I'll have people meet me there. Um, but I don't know. So I love like a morning hang, not always, but like just sometimes it feels nice to, if someone else is also on board, totally understand if that's not everyone's thing, but like just like starting the day with a friend and you're, you're both like energized for it. And you're like, Oh, like let's meet up at like 10 AM and like get breakfast and then go about our day. I love, I genuinely love that. Like, Like that feels really, really good. Yeah. I love an early daytime hang. And you, I feel like you're one of the people that kind of entered me into it, to it's be honest. It's so, like, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just something I've been, like, trying the past year. And I really, really love, like, it, it, it's great, like, when someone else is also, like, really into it, too. Or, or having fun, like, it's really engaging, like, even if it is, like, a bit, a little bit early in the yeah. day. But I think it, like, freaks people out because they think that it's, like... With dinner, you get this, like, like if you're meeting up with someone for dinner or even for drinks, it's, like, there's all of this distraction from the intimacy a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, one, there's might be drinking, which, like, is obviously going to, like, literally, like, sedate intimacy a lot of the time. Definitely, and then there's, yeah. like, but then there's also, like, the dim lighting, the, you know, we've all had our day already. Everyone has their end. And, like, you're so, like, raw in the morning. Like, you're, like, I woke up, I showered, and now I'm seeing you. Yeah. Like, that's actually, there's, like, a real, like, I'm showing you my full asshole sort of energy to that. <laughs> that, like... I think does freak people out, but it's, I think it's really refreshing. Like, like a little coffee and a little brekkie is like, so like having eggs together. Like that's so cute. What was that diner we went to last time we hung out? Oh, um, it was like in, it was like downtown. It was like an old Brooklyn. Dumbo. Like Like it was like near Brooklyn Heights, maybe Brooklyn Heights. Yeah. I forget the name of it. How did we end up there? Wait, we just like wandered like, okay. Did we try to go somewhere else? first close? First, we were going to go to Saragina, like, in Fort Greene. But then I got there, and they were like, I guess, like, they don't really have a breakfast sort of situation. So I, like, that, okay, Saragina and Fort Greene, I love them. I do find their current, like, times of what is available when really confusing. Yeah, I And I think that it's not necessarily, I don't want to, like, blame them, because I don't ever want to really, like, badmouth a business. I guess I just do need to do some research as to, like, when they are available for what. Like, I know during yeah. dinner hours, they have dinner. Dinner and are, is amazing. Oh, Everyone says it's amazing. I think I've had like snacks and a drink there and like a to-go coffee. But like, otherwise I'm a little confused about like what's happening when. I'm like, do I go inside? Do I sit down? Like, what am I doing? And I literally hate breaking rules. So I'm like. Yeah, me too. Nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nightmare. Nightmare. If I find out a break rule at a restaurant, I'll never go back. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get really, really. It's one of the worst feelings (laughs) in the world. But I think we, I think we went to Walter's after for like. We literally just got like sides. Oh my god! And wait, then this you day pitched. W- you were like, "Would you want to like walk? Like we could just get this, and then we can walk to." Oh my god, we got like fries and a salad. Yeah, it was yeah. actually a really random day of food. Yeah, it was very very. <laughs> yeah, it was actually then, a really weird day of food. But we were just like talking. And but we were out. just like, let's just hang out, and then we just like took this like nice long walk. It was like cloudy outside. It wasn't yes. too hot. It was like I don't know. It was like the early like fall kind yeah. of feeling. And then we walked to Brooklyn Heights and we stumbled upon this. And I'm actually, diner. that's such an example of why I'm such an advocate of the diner and we need to like protect it at all costs. Yeah. Because the thing is like, I'm a really big believer in like, you kind of have to show up like, like restaurants 
like restaurants provide a specific thing. And it's yeah. like, I think it's your job as a customer, but like to look into what, like if you want a specific thing, you need to choose your restaurant accordingly. Right. Like mm -hmm. the number of people that will go to like a fancy, like, like I work sometimes at this like wine bar in the East village that like does an, has like a vegetarian, like small plate menu. People are like, can we just get a round of fries? And we're like, why are you here? Like, that's <laughs> not what we have. And like, then they're mad. And it's like, no, if you wanted to go out for like fries and beers, like it's your job to, to Pick know yeah that place you know what i mean right yeah but what i think is kind of magical about a diner is it's the like the purpose of a diner is like it's open 24 hours oftentimes yeah and it's like we can be anything you want whenever Are right you, do you need breakfast at 4 p.m we got you do you need dinner at 8 a.m we got we you got like, you yeah we and burger, i think that's really pasta. magical <laughs> yeah. and i think it's really important because we ended up having like a weird ass lunch at like i think four yeah but that's what we needed in that moment. Yeah. From a very nice, like, wait, like it was a great time. And yeah. sometimes I just want a big Diet Coke in a plastic red cup. Me too. It's so sacred. Yeah. And then like, I don't know, just get like fries, a waffle, eggs, <laughs> sausage, and just look at my friend and- And Gab. And Gab, yeah. And just be like, we're, we're, we're good. If you're going out to dinner, do you have spots? Um, dinner, I'm trying to think like, well now uh, the past couple of years I've lived, I live in Bushwick, like yeah, near yeah. Ridgewood. So I feel like I kind of wander around there sometimes. I don't know. Like, I, I think like when I get dinner with a friend, I, I'm trying to like, really, I, I feel like I, I probably ask them yeah, for racks or something or go with their rhythm. I feel like I usually meet people. To, I go to people yeah, rather yeah, yeah. than having them meet me in my neighborhood. I, I, that's something I definitely know. I have a yeah. I've actually of, never met you in Bushwick. Yeah, <laughs> no one has. No one knows where I live. Like I literally just always venture out to everyone else. I don't know that's if it's so like funny. a control. I don't know if like it's a control thing or like waiting on like for someone to get to me. Like I don't know. I actually low key really relate to that. Like I like. I like being the one who's like, I'll go and meet you. I'll at this go time. because I know, like, I'll have to leave at this time and yeah. how to get there and da da da. If and I want to go earlier, I'll leave earlier and walk. That's like a right, huge right and mo walking too. Like, wait, uh, so I think you might actually be the only person who's been on this podcast who walks as much as, if not more than me. I walk a lot. You're a step queen. Yeah. Let's I, talk about. Has this always been a thing for you? Like since, yeah, like honestly, like looking back, like in high school, I feel like yeah, like I just I would go for walks, like I still do, and like. I mean, it's a huge part of it is like having headphones and like something to listen to. Like, right. Cause it's, I, cause my thing is I can't listen to something sitting down. Yeah. Right. I have to have an activity or I can't listen to something. So if I want to listen to a podcast, it's like, I need to either start cooking or motion. go on a walk. Yeah. Be like be, be be go, like doing something. Or driving. Yeah. And like, uh, in high school I had like a, a Walkman or like a CD player. Uh, that's so, I had the black Sony one. Yeah, I, th I had something, I had one that was like electric blue and gray Ugh. or something. And then I had these like old headphones and like, I would just walk around and I carried a little bag of CDs with me and I would change them like sometimes like, but I don't know. So I love, I just like loved doing that. I like needed to, and I, it, it carried through then eventually I got an iPod and then eventually like everything went to your phone <sighs> and Spotify and da da da. But I, over the years, like, I don't know. Now I think I, I go on such long walks cause it's just like meditative too. Totally. And it just like helps like, I don't, and when I get done with work, like I'll walk like from work back home. Like if, if the How weather that permits, walk? it's like an hour and a half. Gorgeous. And it's just like a good amount of time to like listen to a podcast or 
listen to whatever song I just am obsessed with or feel like repeating like over and over. And then on the way often, I usually like get dinner or something like on my way home. Yeah. So like, I don't know, sometimes I go to like Sally Roots and get like rice, beans, chicken. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's, it's funny because people who, people often, do you, do you get a lot of people being like, you walked? Like people thinking it's weird. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What is, I'm like, Yeah. Yeah. It's the most normal way to get anywhere and ever. Like yeah, that's, and also it's New, like New York City. Why? Yeah, like you walk a lot. And also, all people do is complain about how they hate the subway. I'm like, babe, walk. Yeah, obviously, if you're not able bodied, like I'm not excluded. But like, right, right, but like, but, I'm like, babe, walk. Right. Yeah, it's such a. It's very important to me the ability, like the being able to go around the city walking. It's like, it's. I think it's the number one reason why people always ask, like, would you ever leave New York? I'm like, I just think. There aren't that many other cities that are this size and walkable. Yeah, and that you can walk that much. Everywhere. Yeah. I've walked here from home. Uh, yeah. Heaven. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm like obsessed with it. Um, has going out, like as you've started to perform more and more comedy, do you feel like that's changed your relationship to being out, going out? Like has that been an evolution for you at all? Um, uh Probably. I think so. I, I don't know. Like, I, um, well, I don't know. I, I guess, like, because I've been starting to perform, like, consistently for a little over a year. Yeah. And so I think, like, I'm just, like, looking back at this past year and and my relationship with going out. I don't know. I, I feel like I don't do it. But it's not true. I mean, I don't know. I do like to meet up with people on the weekends or... It, or sometimes like when it's not always, but when a show is done, sometimes I will stick around and like hang out or, you know, if people are going somewhere else, I'll, I'll tag along, but not always. Like sometimes when I'm done, I just, I go home and just want to go to sleep, but I don't know, I'm tired or yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. Or, to, or I want to go on a long walk. Truthfully, really, I'm like, I do want to walk at least halfway from Union Hall to Ridgewood. Yeah, 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 and then like catch the bus if I'm tired, nice. like the rest of the way. Yeah, and sometimes like really like getting done with a show is like excited to go for the walk to kind of like process or play back or yes. think about uh, what, what I just did or what I'm learning or what was fun or what didn't work or whatever. I do the same thing, like some like that, because otherwise, if it's like if I do a set and then stay out and like hang out and then like I'm socialized for three hours, it's after, hard to focus. Well, then I'm like when it, the next day when I wake up, I like think about the set. There's like too much that's happened between the two to like really then like kind of unpack it. Yeah, even if it's recorded, I think there's like a better. Like I can go back and listen to the tape of it, but like if I just immediately or like when it's done, walk home. Yeah, and I walk. I almost always walk home from Union Hall, weather permitting. Yeah, um, that sounds yeah. Like that's where I do a lot of like oh like my rewriting and my editing right. for the next time I do it is like that walk. Then that's when I was making videos. That's how I wrote everything was walking. Right. Yeah. And that's, you're, yeah, you have so many videos doing that. That's, like you, I mean, you walk. That's and, why, but those, that's why the videos are of me walking. Yeah. Is because like, that's how I write them. Right. So it's not like, it's not like I'm like sitting at home writing them and be like, all right, time to go on a walk. Like, no, it's cause I'm like coming up with ideas as I walk. Like that's, that's so sick. Yeah. Like if I had an office job, I absolutely would get that walking treadmill that you put under your desk so you can like walk while you I would have to I think yeah. otherwise I think I would lose my fucking mind yeah yeah, yeah. have you ever had an office job I did yeah before the pandemic I worked at a startup was that oh right I knew this about you yeah did you lose your mind um 
Uh, not, I mean, I did probably for like other reasons, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I do remember it was in Nolita. And so leaving work, I would walk, like sometimes I would walk the Williamsburg bridge Yeah, and then just like go. And at that time I lived off the Myrtle Willoughby G. Yeah. So sometimes I would just like walk all the way home or just until I was tired and then catch the train or something like that. Or But most of the time I would go out or something like I do karaoke yeah. a lot. Um, do you love, do you still love karaoke? I don't do it as much, but I, I mean, it's always fun. Like, yeah, well, actually not always, but it, it is fun. Like I do like, were you it. bar room? Like, did you like the one where it's everyone in the room or did you like the private room? When it's like going out with friends, I love, uh, a, a room but, or, or, or no, sorry. Like everyone i like think that's i think more that's fun i think it's really really fun like the planet rose versus like the sing sang yes i'm planet rose but every time personally. yeah i think pla- it's so fun but then if it's just i also think it can be fun depending on the dynamic but if it's like you and two other people and you want to like geek out and like sing yeah so, then like that's so fun to get a room and be like oh we're gonna like sing all these songs that's it's funny you say that because I feel like people think about it in the reverse. They're like, oh, it's a small group. We'll just go to the bar. And if it's a big group, we'll get our own room. Yeah, but, but it's oh like, my no, God. if you're a big group, you can take over the room. Right, totally. And that's fun. Yeah, and like feed off the energy and like get excited. Yeah, and like that. but a small group geeking out on the room is so fun. It's really, really fun. And then I would go as far as like, <laughs> I would record. I mean, what am I saying? I would, um, I, when I was working at this job, this like startup, I would leave work and like on a Tuesday night or Wednesday night, like go to Sing Sing on Avenue A and book a room alone. Yes. And just like sing (laughs) for like an hour. But it was so embarrassing because like no one's there yet. And it was really discounted, which is great. Like you you could sing for like, like three hours for, I mean, yeah, you could do like two hours for like $10 or something like that. And so, um, but there would be someone working like at the bar and it's quiet so they can hear you. <laughs> and I walk in like meek, like just like, hey, can I book a room? And then they're like, okay, sure. And then I go in and I'm like singing and it doesn't sound good. And then I leave and I'm like, thank you. But that's what it's for. No, yeah, I love but that. It's like, that's like an was, emotional gym. Like you're yeah. working out your emotions. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I, uh, yeah, I loved, I loved doing that. I used to go out alone a lot. Yeah. Cause, and dancing too, <laughs> and dancing, right? Yeah. Do you think that was you... Scratching your performer itch I th- without honest, having to be in front of audiences. Oh, definitely, I definitely that, think I was like. I, scra- I definitely think I was like scratching that, and then also like running away from things too. Like I think it was an escapist kind of vibe or something that I, I was going through for a few years. Sure, and then, uh, but then now I think like I'm getting like you know doing some things I've been wanting to do and. Yeah. And exploring that. The, I don't know. I think like it, the really, and in the pandemic as well, like, you know, not going out for a while. Yeah. It's just like changed. Totally. Like, no, it makes sense. Cause I feel like you are just someone who like, when I see you on stage, it's like so natural and like eff- not effortless. Cause I know how hard you work, but like it, it doesn't feel like, Oh, this person's working hard. Like, it's just like, Oh, they're like, it feels very natural and fully formed and like authentic. And I think it makes sense that like, if you cr- like, cause 
I don't know, like there's such an intimacy to like having a, 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 a karaoke room to yourself or like dancing on a dance floor alone. Like I actually think those are very vulnerable and intimate things. Yeah. And I'm like embarrassed. No. Like, looking back. <laughs> but don't, I don't think you should be but, because but, I yeah. think that make, it makes sense that you would then have this like very authentic, vulnerable quality to your performance because like the way you trained yourself was this non-traditional, very authentic, vulnerable way of performing. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know, the idea of like performing for just my, just me, myself versus a room full of strangers, the first one feels more vulnerable to me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that is, I don't know. And it, I tried to do it recently, like a few months ago, I like went to Sing Sing and like booked a room alone. And it definitely was like, I felt like I was really nervous. For yourself. Yeah, yeah to like do that. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting because do you journal? Like, are you a diary? Oh my god, I not not uh, writing, but I voice memo. That's been huge for me this past like year <sighs> and a half. I've I've voice memo like a lot. I just literally get into the voice memo app. I put on the wired headphones. I talk into it, and I just vent. I might steal that because it's so, I, it changed my life. I know people who journal and I can't do it. I just, I don't think, I think there's an incongruity between the speed at which I'm thinking and the how fast exactly, I can write. Exactly. And so it's yeah. not cathartic to me because I'm like, I, it just feels, it feels like I'm slowing down my processing in a way that's actually not helpful. Right. Cause it's, it's hard to like, yeah, you're thinking all these things and like, I've literally tried to journal how to like, like write, commit to like writing the word out. Yeah. And <laughs> then when, sometimes I'm like, this is actually isn't even legible because I was writing so fast that right, it's like just I'm, chicken scratch. And then I tried doing videos. Like I was selfing, I would, cause I was like making so many videos at the time. I started making little like video messages to myself and like Whoa. putting them in the cloud. And I was like, maybe this, cause I do, I'm very envious of people who have like a journal to look back on. Yeah. Because I also too. have a really bad memory. Right. I don't like perceive like, like, have you ever noticed, like, David Odyssey, our mutual friend, mm -hmm. how, like, anytime he talks about anything, he cites the year immediately? Right. Oh. Have you ever noticed about him? <laughs> like, he'll be like, I was hanging out with Richard in 2017. Actually, and then that's this. so true. Like, he preambles every show. I literally, I'm dead serious. I could not tell you what year you and I met. Yeah. Tw like, I, 2020? 2020. Okay, great. Wait, like, no, 20, maybe 2021. I actually, but the thing is, Richard, actually, I'm telling you, I literally don't know. <laughs> like, people, I, I will reference things all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, we did this. Like, the other day I was talking to this girl, this this woman I'm friends with, and I was like, I like was like, oh, yeah, and Tasha and I have known each other for three years, and she was like, we've known each other 14 months, and I truly thought we had known each other three years. Like, right. I just, like, don't perceive time correctly. It's, I don't know what it is. But, like, I'm very envious of people. So, to my point, is like, I can't, like, right now think back and be like, what was what was like summer 2018 like? Like I can't yeah. like crystallize that really. I have like a lot of, I have very good memory for stories. Like I could tell a story about the time, like a time you and I hung out very clearly, right. but I couldn't tell you like what time of my life that was, what year that was. Like I can just really remember the specific moment, right? but I don't remember my life in like the broader sense really. Right, and so right. I'm very jealous of people who have a journal to look back on. Like the idea of like me being able to look back, I can kind of do it. The closest thing I have now is my camera roll. Do you ever do this? Uh -huh. Like I'll look back at my camera roll and be like, oh, that day. Like I forgot oh, about that right, day. Like, that yeah, I do that. I do that with Instagram archives too. Like Instagram Oh. stories like I'll reference that for myself and be like that's actually oh, that's really what smart I, that's too. what was going on a year ago on this yeah day or whatever yeah I've, but like I so I tried doing the video version of it but I just felt too voice memo might be perfect because voice it's memos, easy it. it's so easy you just like it's it's probably a little uncomfortable like the first couple times because and I would just keep saying to myself like this is literally for no one 
this is no one's going to listen to this. Like, don't be self-conscious of like, if you sound dumb or what, like that doesn't matter. Yeah. Just bad. Just say it. Yeah. And now I, I don't listen to all of them. Of course. It's like, there was a period last year, like I was recording every single day, like September to like December. Like I was just had a lot on my mind. And so I was, <laughs> I was like really going through it. So I was just every day like recording, blah, blah, blah. And so now I can like listen back yeah. to it and just like sp- certain days or like a date or something that comes to mind. Then I can like have some sort of perspective of like w- how I articulated or how I explained or felt yeah. about a certain scenario or a time or whatever. And now I, you know, there's space from that. Yeah. Maybe I might steal that from you. It's I yeah, it's huge. It sounds yeah, because it's like I just don't. I process everything by talking. Like that's like sometimes like it's like if I, like if I have something to process right now, like I'll find a friend to go out and get drinks with, or like go yeah. on a walk with, or whatever. Because I need to like talk it through. Right. And the idea that being able to do that with myself on the phone does sound really nice. Like sometimes if I'm upset about something, I would do this thing. I did this at fridge a lot when I was like upset about different things. I would like voice memo text them to my friend, like some of my, like I had like, I had like two or three people who were like my fringe, like when I'm stressed about fringe, I'm texting you. Yeah. And I would like voice memo them a lot. And then sometimes I would just immediately listen to the voice memo back and like listening to myself processing the moment was very helpful. Yeah. I don't know why. It fe- it feels humiliatingly narcissistic to be like, I talked about it and recorded it and then listened to myself back and that made me feel better. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know, I, and there's some that I've listened to of my, my own voice memos. And I even like say in them that I'm like, I know I'm going to feel different about this in like a year from now. Totally. And, and it's, it's true. And then I listened to it a year later. And you do. and, And I was like, yeah, I feel different about this and everything, everything's okay. Like. You know, what, or those things that I was worried about or, you know, that yeah. interaction or that person or blah, blah, blah. Like th- I do some things feel like definitely there's shifts that have occurred since then. And maybe there are some things that still linger or whatever, you know, it takes, just takes time. Yeah. I think that like, it's so funny that this, we're going deep. I, this is I know. Exactly- yeah, yeah. Like I'm like, <laughs> it's interesting to like go. It's just, it's been interesting having, like, this conversation has been interesting because I think it's highlighted for me how much of going out can be, like, therapeutic in, like, a really earnest way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like when you and I go out for lunch, like, I can, I'm, like, cataloging every time we've, like, gone out for, like, lunch or for dinner or for breakfast. It's, like, deeply cathartic. Like, we're not, like, just, like... Oh yeah, I'm like I'm hanging. Like it's I have fun hanging out with you, but we don't like hang out flippantly. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 absolutely. We truly don't. Like yeah. I feel like it's like deep unpacking or like updating or right. like I'm struggling with this. Like yeah, and that makes it sound like we don't have fun together. We're having a lot of yeah, fun. we have fun. We we yeah, and like we laugh. We no guys, we have fun. Yeah, yeah, we have fun. Don't judge us, <laughs> but it's like it is just like this sort of like duality. But I think it's I don't. It's just interesting because I I wouldn't have like necessarily described myself as someone who goes out that way a lot of the time. But I actually think I do. Yeah, with certain people, you being one of the main ones, definitely. Um, okay. On that note, to finish the episode, this has been wonderful. Let's plan our next night going out together. Okay. Where? Do, what do we want to do? Or should we do a breakfast? Do you want to do a day hang? Um. 
a part of me is like, for a part of me was like, yeah, let's do a day hang, let's do a breakfast, like or whatever. But then I'm like, maybe we can switch it up. I because I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm so down to do that. Let's do a dinner. Yeah. Let, and I, I'm new to desserts. I or I like wait, ordering dessert because what's talk to me about this? Like I I don't know. I feel like I didn't really go out much to restaurants like before pandemic and right. And, and also I'm, when I'm sober too. Like I don't right. I don't drink or anything. So uh, now this past year I'm diving more a little in, into, into desserts, into desserts, like as like a treat or, well, that's what it's for. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That's dessert. Um, you're like, I actually like to have it at the I end actually of the love meal. it as a treat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a little, for me, it's a little treat. <laughs> See, I finished the meal and then I have a dessert after. And I like to do a sweet one. I like to do something sweet. Yeah. Wait, what desserts have you been loving? Let's base it on what dessert you me, want. So me and my best friend, Olivia, we, in the beginning of the year, spontaneously had this like cute little dinner. We, I like helped her move into like, she got like a studio and then we both just like look like shit. And we were like, <laughs> we're going to go. And we wanted to find like a fancy restaurant to go okay. to. So I think I probably Googled like fancy restaurant and incredible. Le Crocodile came up. I've heard it's amazing. It was, uh, it was incredible. We were like, we're going to go there. Okay. And then we were like, we're so like effortless. Like we don't even care. We look like shit and we're going to go to this fancy restaurant. And then we went and we, I was like, okay, we stand out. <laughs> no, <laughs> if anything, we're trying people, too hard. The thing is the richest people at restaurants will look the worst. And I, I can tell you that from my years of experience. Rich people show up to a restaurant looking like absolute fucking shit. And so we, we sat at the bar and we had this delicious meal. It was amazing. Like, the whole experience was so great. And then uh, for dessert, we got profiteroles, Ooh. which is like new to me. And I was like, this is so divine. And we even like we were just like, I don't know, like in, in the heat of the moment, we were just like, we're going to um, have these profiteroles and celebrate and welcome in the new year. And these are the things that we're calling in. Some of those things came true. I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. Okay. Should we go there or do you want me to show you my favorite dessert in New York? I want you to, yeah, I want to go to okay, your favorite so dessert. So we're going to go to Colony and get the sticky date cake because it's my favorite dessert in the city. Where is it? It's in Brooklyn Heights. It's actually really close to oh, that diner beautiful. we went to last time. Oh my God. Wait. Oh my, that's amazing. Perfect. Yeah, Let's we'll go do, there. Oh my God. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Love you. Bye. I love you. Thank you so much for listening to Going Out with Jake Cornell. If you could please go and rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this on, that would be really gorgeous for me in a huge way. So thank you. 